eyes are turning red Man, why did I do that? I'm getting nervous sweats God, why did I do that? Fuck, man, why did I do that? Hello and welcome to Why Did I Do That, a show where I get a guest to come on and make them tell me an embarrassing story from their life because I'm a prick. My name's Charlie, and this week I'm once again joined by the boys from the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast, Andy and Alex. Say Yay. hello! Big up the Dinosaur Man massives. Whoop whoop, it's the sound of the dinosaur. It, well, <laughs> that was our original theme song. If we're, being, uh, if we're being sort of factual about it, it's more like... That's the sound of the dinosaur. Sorry. <laughs> That's the sound, sound of, of a dinosaur. PlayStation starting up, Andy. <laughs> uh, that's a callback to two weeks ago yes Poss- yeah probably yeah I think I know your Can't believe it's been releasing so long schedule since better than I know. ours I know I haven't eaten anything since then I'm really hungry I've eaten everything since then oh wow <laughs> like, fun, fun fact Andy's got a scotch egg in his mouth right now <laughs> Uh, so this episode is going to be a little bit different as we did the questions last time two weeks ago so if you if you want to get to know Andy a bit better you can go listen to the beginning of the last episode or you can go back and listen to episode eight which both these boys are on so we're just going to get straight into the story aren't we yeah so unlucky suckers are only in it for the questions (laughs) yeah anyone doesn't listen to it for the stories I'm uh, only here for the questions switch off right about now wait don't switch off Charlie likes you probably yeah you're alright yeah alright fine (laughs) stick around guys we'll take questions at the end from the audience (laughs) (laughs) so um I would love it if you just had a list of audience questions at the end all of which have come in in the last like 40 minutes uh, while you've been telling your story. That's right. I'm gonna I've set you a time limit of you need to be a 40 minute story now. I'm going to tweet out now about asking for any questions. And if I get any by the end, I'll, re- I'll ask you, okay? Okay, you do realise I'm now going to tweet at you one question that I really want him to answer. That's fine, you do that. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, so Andy, take it away with your story. Oh no. Um... Why would you take a drink? You're the one telling the story, you freak. <laughs> I, I wait for the most inopportune moment. Like the time when you literally passed the reins to me to talk is the time I decided to drink. Um, okay, I kind of pre... Preambled? That's not the word. Um, previewed? Previewed, yes. On episode eight, if you go back to that, um, I actually mentioned something that happened in my life... Um, on there and I said I'm happy to come on and talk about it at a later date. So I, when I left university, um, I decided that I was going to go spend two years continuing my university lifestyle and went and started working abroad and I went to work in Spain for two years. Very nice. Um, as a holiday rep. Oh, and less nice. I was so the, the idea of a holiday, what comes to mind when you think of a holiday rep? Uh, Jordan from Ibiza Weekender. <laughs> I don't know that program. Is it? A he program? was also on X on the Beach. Don't know that program. Uh, is that it's the one when... where they get an X on the beach? <laughs> yes. So there will be eight very attractive men and women mm-hmm. on a beach, and then so they'll be all having a good time, others. even though they apply for the show X on the Beach. They'll all be having a great time, and then. A phone, like an iPad, will go like bing, and then they're like, "Oh no, it's the tablet of terror." And then they'll be like, "Jordan and Kaylee and Brent go to the beach. Brent. One of your exes is about to arrive." And then there's like a really slow mo shot of like this 
another very attractive person walking slowly out of the sea and then one of the three people on the bench is like oh no it's my ex and then they have drama and but do they know that that's the show they're applying to or is it a case of they've applied to like a holiday show and then all of a sudden the tablet of terror which they've strangely told them is the name of the tablet um (laughs) they go oh this is it and you get them to go oh no now my ex is here i was on x on the beach all along I feel like they must know because otherwise some of them would just be like, no, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I'm I my question is, is it like Sun Sex and Suspicious Parents where they oh, apply to go they, one, they yeah. apply to go on holiday? Uh, no. Like we need you in a group and of they get like a free it's holiday. Like they yeah, apply yeah, it's like to so... be on Love Island. Yeah. It's basically Love Island, but then their exes turn up. Why would you do it? I don't know. For fame. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? Like all those famous Someone who couldn't exes. make it as a professional footballer was on there once. Lots of people from like Geordie Shaw and the only way is Essex have been on there. <laughs> it's that kind of show. And it's absolute trash and I watched Alex about five Hudson. seasons of it. <laughs> I would love to see you on there. I would do well on those kind of shows. <laughs> like, I don't know who's I think I've pitched this idea on another podcast before. It might have even been this one. Uh, which is my favourite idea um, for a show ever, is to basically get Love Island, mm-hmm. and then you have all of the normal Love Islanders, but then one guy called Frank, who is a 67-year-old man who just wants to enjoy his retirement, okay. who's also in the villa, yeah. and the role of the, the show... And he's got his own like agenda he's of got things a book. that he'd like to do. He wants to read a book. He's yeah. got a Kindle. No, he's not even got a Kindle, because Kindle... Like, he's got a... Um, He's got a Tom Clancy book, mm. but like the pages are crumpled because he's tried reading it a couple of times. But while he was working, he couldn't quite do it. Yeah, he couldn't focus um, on the story. But now he's retired. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. I've got this, this holiday time. to do. And like, everyone has to... here because there's some interesting wildlife yeah. around. <laughs> and, yeah. and the aim of the game is these the twenty year olds have to somehow befriend Frank, yeah. but Frank. <laughs> Doesn't want to be yeah. friends with anyone. He just wants to enjoy his retirement. And they win the game if they manage to get him fucked up on DMA. <laughs> yes, and like, but like Frank is like he's he's one of those old, he's an old school like, teacher. You could look at him. You go, he's he's lived a life. You know, you, if you if you could guess gout, you'd guess gout. <laughs> if you could guess. Yeah. You can guess gout. Like, that is, he, he the, looks the like beautiful thing gout. about life is that you can guess gout anytime <laughs> you like. That's my second TV show, Can You Guess Gout? <laughs> show you five men. Which of them has gout? <laughs> it's like Naked Attraction, but with gout. And it's the first time they find out they've yes. got gout as well. They don't know. <laughs> they get a tablet of terror pings that goes, one of you has gout. Oh no, it's gout. <laughs> They go to the doctors and they're like, look, I can't tell you the results, but I can give you this invitation yeah. to a TV show. Yeah, but how about this sort of uh, olive-oiled-up boy who's 20 years old and he's 15 <laughs> stone, but all of it's fucking pec muscles. <laughs> Timothy and Bianca try and speak to Timothy. <laughs> Timothy? Tim, Tim, Tim. Timothy. Timothy's not a young person, it is he? Surely. No, it's things like Chad and okay, Chad, Sprout. Chad and Bianca. <laughs> Chad and Bianca try speaking to Frank. He's like, piss off. <laughs> so that's my idea for um, a reality TV show. And ITV should really hire me to make it. They really should. Um, and I, I, I can't remember. Like, the thing is, your listeners might be listening to this and be like, yes, he spoke about this on the other episode. I don't I'm think sh- he did. I'm sure I've pitched this on some episode before. So Andy was a holiday rep is what he's trying yes. to say. Um, yeah. And obviously I was there like, what do you, what do you imagine from a rep? Uh, this is Andy doing some classic fleshing out. God. Um, but that wasn't what I... So you have the party reps and the IB for reps, but I was like a hotel rep. So my job was get them from the airport to the hotel 
without um, losing anyone. Without losing anyone. If you lost one, that was it. Put them in you the right place. that week. <laughs> you got to become that person. Yeah. You, you were literally a human shepherd. Um, you would assimilate into the family. <laughs> <laughs> you became Frank. <laughs> It's like I am the matriarch of this family now. <laughs> no, you just become a baby. <laughs> oh, that means you feel like lost the baby. Go, well, this is it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the thing is, you've just made it sound like I've lost the baby. Looks like I live in Barnsley now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had to get him in the right hotel, and then, um, then the next morning I'd do like a welcome meeting where I'd basically, as a salesman, like the idea. I, you might think, right. The biggest con the travel industry has is trying to convince you that the WOG meeting is to tell you about the area and kind of how to stay safe. It's there to sell you trips. <laughs> and that's I went all it was on there a for. And passage that's... holiday last year, and we just didn't go to the welcome meeting. The thing is, you should go because otherwise, the person who's doing it feels sad. Because I spent a lot of days feeling sad when nobody turned up to my welcome meetings. I would love to have seen that. The place we went to was very, like, family-orientated, so we were just like, they're just going to be talking about, like, the disco. Mm-hmm. I don't need That's to know about this. That's what you need this. to know about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but then the same thing is, is they are just trying to sh- sell you these trips. Um, and then we'd do, like, tours and stuff. And basically, my, my job was to make sure that everyone was happy. Like, if you had a complaint, you came to me and all that kind of shit. Like, it was just, it was like a, a custom service slash sales representative. Would you work there all year round, or was it like you did um, it in a season? I did. So I, so the place in Spain I worked was Benidorm. Nice. Because of course. So Benidorm. If you look is... at Andy and you think, where would he have repped? The answer is always going to be Benidorm. It's an all year round resort. So I did like two summers um, and a winter, um, kind of straight through, and I had like two months back at home, three months back at home, um, and yeah. So, but the thing is, it's it's warm enough just to kind of there all year round um and they like strangely they threw me into like five, like my my list of hotels i had like a one star hotel where literally like i had like multiple deaths in that hotel oh, like Jesus. my own wallet was stolen while i was there and i only visited this hotel like two hours every day and i was robbed and at the same time in the afternoons i would then go visit a five-star hotel where i'd have to be suited and booted and I'm not a five-star man. And genuinely, I think I went to that hotel every single day and not a single person spoke to me. Like, even the receptionist wouldn't speak to me. But what a nice oh, toilet wow. they had for you. <laughs> hotel lobby toilets are the best toilets in the world. Uh, here's, I'll tell you a story. Mm. And I, this is how we'll do this. So basically, it's almost like I planned it. You, got, you guys can ask questions. I'll just throw random stories. So my problem was, was so I'd come straight out of uni. So when you leave uni and then you're given like this ultimate freedom. So like uni's freeing because you're away from your family. You can kind of yeah. do what you want. Repping's even more freeing because you're doing that, but now you're miles from home. No and consequences. Exactly. Yeah, and they are consequences. You're, you're, right, the so consequences you're, are you have to live with that shit for the rest <laughs> of your life. <laughs> like the pay, right, the pay is shit, like really bad. But they pay for your um, roof. So you've got a place to stay. And the walls are separate, though, yeah? Yeah. They yeah. pay for the roof, but you have to pay for the walls. <laughs> but, like, um, the thing you kind of have to pay for is food. But if you sweet-talk all of your um, hotels, they gave you free meals. So you didn't have to pay. So all your money just went to booze money. So it, what it would mean is that you'd have one day off a week, and all that time spent just getting 
like even on days you were working you got plastered so there was big days like the best thing about welcome meetings was you'd meet like groups of like younger like not young girls like groups of ladies of my age um at that point so like 23 year olds who were like oh we really want to go out and have a look around and like you'd be there and you'd go okay we'll tell you what We'll come, we'll come meet you and we'll show you around town. You're sounding a lot like Jordan from the Ibiza weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Jordan's a bad man. <laughs> he but, got. But he also got engaged on X on the Beach and no. then the engagement broke up like two weeks later. Did he do the ceremony on the beach as soon as he met his ex? <laughs> Hang on. Did he meet his no, ex? No, it wasn't his ex, no. So basically, this is the story of Meghan McKenna and Jordan surname. Meghan McKenna? Is she the one who married Prince Harry? No, that's, no, that's Meghan Markle. <laughs> Yes, Prince Harry turned up on X on the beach, and she was like, "I was wrong to leave you all along." Yeah, the thing so is they that... were on they were on the first series together, and they got together despite all the exes. <laughs> and then in the second series, they came back on it, but as a couple uh. to be like, "We're the strongest couple." Fuck everyone else. But then their exes turned up, and it was crazy. But then at the end, they'd been through ups and downs and highs and lows. I realised those are the same thing. And then he <laughs> proposed to her at the end of the series, and she said yes. And now she's dating someone else, and he's have back they turned being a rep. on season four as each of his exes again? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I, they, you say yes, it sounds kind of thing. But what you don't realise is, is the, when people get their flights home, you might have had this. You get a little form and it says kind of, how was your holiday? How was your hotel? How was your rep? Um, and you t- kind of tick like out five how they are. Yeah. One thing I'll say is always just tick five for the rep because that's how they get paid. Really? Like we got bonuses if people gave us good ratings. So if you go out and get them absolutely lathered, like and you go meet like a load of your customers and you're not really supposed to, but you're like, if you get them lathered every time you go out, they're going to mark you good. They're going to be like, he was a lot of fun. It was great. So yeah. I, I took that to the heart and basically went out every fucking night. But there was one one night where me and my mate went out and like there was a guy who worked behind reception and so I worked with Thompsons. It's okay, they can't sue me now. I don't work for them anymore. Uh, but I also knew the Thomas Cook rep and you're supposed to be rivals but we all decided to go out that night. We got absolutely wasted. Next day we got there and we were all hanging like beyond belief. And it, so it's the guy who was running reception for the hotel and the two guys who could speak English in that hotel who none of which could speak and we ended up taking shifts of who could sleep in the disabled toilet for an hour <laughs> while the other two looked after the other's responsibilities <laughs> so like we, we came up with a, fi- a, a kind of blanket rule of just if somebody comes to buy a trip and I'm not here just sell it to them hmm. I, I don't care if I get that sale or not just sell it to them and then uh, like the managers were coming in like the manager of the hotel were coming in and they'd be like oh where's Jason we'd be like oh he's gone upstairs He's, up, he's just up on floor four, he'll be down in a minute, and then like when he comes out, it's like, Quick, get behind, get behind the desk. <laughs> like, like, and there was just so many times, and that, that day was the worst, because I remember I slept for like an hour in the most uncomfortable toilet, and apparently my manager turned up like three times Jeez. to kind of find out where I was. <laughs> and every time it was just like, oh yeah, he's just seeing one of his guests, I'm sure he'll be down sooner or later. And I pretty much skipped the welcome meeting and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the lifestyle it was. It was just kind of like go out and like we used to take people on trips to like fancy nights out, and all that happened is you'd go, oh guys, you get like a drinks voucher here, and me, me and the other rep would get one drink voucher. But then the guests would walk past you and they'd be like, hey, would you like a beer? And you'd be like, I could do with a beer actually. <laughs> I would got a like beer. a beer. And you're taking a trip of like forty people to this um, this kind of it's called Benidorm Palace. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it was like this kind of fancy show. And it is, it's a, it's great value for money. That's, that's a salesman that's, never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, so like there's 40 people on each of these coaches. There's two coaches. So, but these people have walked past you and for time they'd be like, hey guys, do you want a beer? And you're like, because we sat near the bar because that's where we were supposed to sit. But also, you're near the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you would continuously just have, so by the time we left, we were bladdered. And basically, it was then the responsibility of the coach driver to actually get us, get people into the right house. That's the nights we lose people. It's like, you get a phone call, it's like, oh yeah, you left Mr. and Mrs. Hudson at the Benidorm Palace. I'm like, it's too late now. It's not too far. I am both of them now. I'm in Alicante. Yeah, so like that was was going like, uh, I can't remember what story I was going to tell. Like, the story is, oh, I remember what story I was going to tell. <laughs> As he takes another <sighs> swig of drink. But the thing is, I'm trying to figure out like how best to tell the story. Okay. Like I used to do a stand-up routine about this. I don't know if you remember it because I remember calling you after. Yeah, that. Charlie. I don't know if you remember it. <laughs> uh, I like, remember it vividly. I, I was your biggest stand-up you fan. After, or I made you call me. Yes, because it was free for you. <laughs> <laughs> I ran up. I ran up some fucking phone bills that year. <laughs> I rang you in Spain. I rang someone else in France a lot. <laughs> like you, and Mark, when I came, when I finally quit and I came home, um, were just like, "Thank God you've left," because we spent so much money. I had a phone bill for 150 pounds one month, <laughs> and I will fucking square that up with you before I die. I was, I was on page you go. <laughs> Why did you quit? Just like um, that after two years. <laughs> A lot of politics and... Fa- he was like, conservative, they were Labour, never going to work. And I fell out with a lot of people um, and I kind of burnt some bridges because I, they, they promised stuff that they didn't deliver. Uh, but then there's also like, I had family illnesses as well that I wanted to come home for. Uh, um, but there was, there was an interesting meeting beforehand because there was one guy who turned up and he was, nobody had that guy from work who, um, he turns up and he, want, he thinks he's bigger than he is. So... He comes in and he kind of like he starts snitching on everyone. Like he tries he comes to comes in to be... and he's like, I'm six three, but then you measure him and he's only six one. Exactly. Yeah, we all know him. We all know that guy. Derek. <laughs> well, John. He, he came this guy came along and he obviously wanted to be manager and he thought his best way to be there was to basically we found out he wrote a journal of every single thing people did. Um and <laughs> like when we found this out, obviously we fell out with him and was like God, like, at the end, of, like the thing is, at the end of the day, you were all till still technically like every one of us reps were like between the age of like nineteen and 23, 24. Yeah. Like we're basically children. We're left to our own devices. Because if like that happens, you all start arguing. Like I remember he started trying to fight one of my mates, um, and I didn't, I didn't want her to get hurt, so I ended up having an argument with her, and I basically dropped the C bomb multiple times at him. I'm allowed to use the word, aren't I? Like yeah, you've, yeah, you've so, used yeah. it before. I called him a cunt a lot. What? <laughs> um, like, like a lot, but it was kind of like I was there, like you're, you're one of these. You, you shouldn't have that behaviour. Like, like if you upset anyone again, like proper, like got in his face to the point where I was called into the office the next day, and they were like, "We need to have a serious conversation with you. We've got so and so here to write down the minutes." Yada yada yada. And I was like, okay, fuck. At this point, I knew I was leaving in a couple of weeks. Like, I was literally waiting out for my parents to visit because I'd got them a load of free trips. Yeah. And I was like, once they visited, I'm going to leave. Um, and they sat me down. They sat me down. They were like, okay, um, 
this guy's come in and he's made a um, complaint about you saying that you called him a cunt. Um, and well, they said, saying you called him a C word um, and used some very aggressive language towards him. Is this true? Because I knew I was leaving, I kind of didn't hold back and I was like, yeah, I did call him a cunt. I was like, and the reason is because he had cunty behaviour. Um, and I, I went, and then went on, and they were like, oh, do you think it's right to use that kind of language? So I went on a 20 minute spiel about why it's just a taboo word, but will be socially acceptable in the next 10 to 15 years. And I literally took them from like how fuck was like a horrible word. But now it said pre-watershed. And like, I went on this spiel and I said, I probably said the word like 20, 30 times in this spiel. Like not, not, not covering it either. I literally just said the words. Yeah. My favorite thing is, is, and I used to have this until we moved here. I used to have this. There was a transcript. Because they had to write it down, they had to write down every word I'd said in that meeting. And they had to then give me the transcript. And most of them were cut. <laughs> Genuinely. And like I had this bit of thing where literally like whoever was writing it had to write that word because it's what I had said. Um, and the only reason I think that never went any further is because I then handed in my notice a few days later being like, yeah, I'm going to leave anyway. Um, and the weird thing is, they were, at the end of it, they went, yeah, on this podcast, we don't swear. And you were like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, why did I do that? <laughs> um, well, that, oh, yes. So I remember what I was going to talk about. Uh, because technically, it's actually really nothing to do with rapping. It is, that's just all scene sets. It's kind of window dressing. Because, like, you know, just in case you. Charlie, you're kind of the right age for that now. If you. Yeah, you should do it, Charlie. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I would recommend it to anyone. Like, I genuinely would. I think. Charlie. I think it's not really that. it's not only my thing to be honest oh it wasn't my thing either but I'm thinking I could have got away with calling people cunts Look, I time. couldn't do it now I couldn't do it now a, I don't oh that oh, I thought you meant rapping <laughs> no no I, I think he I, I do mean rapping <laughs> like, the thing is I think my liver would never hold out and also the pay's too bad but at that age you don't care because I knew I was coming back to kind of live with my parents afterwards um, but I would recommend anyone who's that age to go and do it like it's it's like total freedom. Like if you've been to uni as well, go let go let loose and go actually just kind of enjoy yourself for a couple of years. And like yes, you have responsibilities, but they don't actually matter. Like I say that there's the okay, there's a couple of times it did matter, and I probably fucked it up royally. Um, like I said, I dealt with like deaths, robberies, and all sorts out there. But like at no point was I ever told how to do it. A lot of the time, I was probably drunk. Um, but, like, it was, like... So you talk about this ex on the beach kind of thing and this kind of drama um, sort of thing and everyone being kind of at loggerheads. Like, you end up yeah. kind of, like, forming, like, relationships and friendships really fast. Uh, and I remember I was... I, so I got with this, like, in my winter season. So my first season, like, was kind of, like, the normal where you're going out, you're getting blood, and you end up just kind of, like, getting with random holiday makers because you're like, oh, I don't have to see him again in a week. It's great. Um... Like the thing is, every every relationship you formed that wasn't with a rep out there would last two weeks. That's the longest yeah. anyone was going to be there, unless you're dating some eighty year old who's staying there for three months. That'd be my prime audience. <laughs> <laughs> I get plenty. Um, but otherwise, you're forming them with reps, mm. and um, so I remember I was, uh, so like I said, I used to have a whole bit of stand up about this situation because it was such a weird night. So I ended up dating this Welsh girl for like the whole winter period um, mm-hmm. because no young holiday makers came during the winter so you kind of just get on with like the people around you 
It was either that or Beryl. <laughs> I chose Beryl. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's this girl, and like, it was really weird because we, like, I'm trying to think the best way to put this, like, how to get into the story. So we didn't just dive in head first. Okay, we didn't fuck for ages. Oh god, <laughs> like, filthy boy. Like it was really weird. Like, like genuinely everything but. <laughs> Yes, Ugh. like Ugh. it's really weird. like she she kind it's of like, like find out your dad's had sex. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> she, she like, job is dad. <laughs> she, I don't know why this. Is so funny. Like, I think it's because I'm telling you. Like, if I was just had a job, Blow I would have people I don't I know. Think it was like, she used to give hand jobs, right? Oh no. And then <laughs> when you when you, Do you finish, not agree with the concept of a hand job, Andy. Alex, yeah. sorry. I agree with it, but like when you've known someone for thirteen years, <laughs> it's just like, oh God. Like, but like let's this say depressing. upon completion. <laughs> right? I don't want to think about this ever again. She would look at you with disgust. <laughs> like as though Like I am now. <laughs> And like she look at you as though you just like shit on the bed or something. As if it's like this isn't what's supposed to happen like, at the end of it. Like and every time it would just be like it looks at herself and then looks at you and she's like, What have you done? And she'd just this go regular stuff. And she'd be like, Clean yourself. Right. <laughs> 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 okay. like, so it's just like a, it's just really weird. And the thing is, uh, like the relationship was strained anyway because basically I used to go out just drinking all the time. And, like there's a karaoke bar, and me and my mate used to play um, karaoke roulette where we would just choose different songs for each other. Yeah. And, like whatever song came up, you had to sing it. So like any song you think of, like we'd throw in ones to try and really. Throw... Like, I remember having to sing Last Ketchup at one point uh, with a very limited Spanish knowledge. <laughs> um, so it was kind of strange, but like so. <laughs> There was one night where it kind of, it seemed like, so we'd been out during the day. And at this point, I was living the other side of town. Um, like I lived in like the old town of Mendel because I was working at the five-star hotel, like the posh hotel. Mm. So I had to be the other side. Um, but I'd kind of got them to agree that, oh yeah, I could stay over at like this couple's house. So there's this couple that there, and they're like, oh yeah, you can stop there with this girl you see him. I was like, cool. They're like, you can sleep on the sofa. And we'd been out and we'd all got drunk. And I think in their heads they went, okay, they're probably going to do something on our sofa, the naughty little boys. Isn't that a weird thing? That someone... I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I no, am no, interrupting. No, no, please ask questions. But isn't that a weird thing that... And it's, it's not related to your thing specifically, but I'm saying in a general sense, like, there are people who have to make the decision of, do I want this person to get... <laughs> Getting busy on the sofa with my girlfriend. Like I've I've stayed around people's houses with people I've been with, and then you're thinking these people must know that there is a strong to very strong chance no. that they're going to end up with sperm on their sofa. Hundred percent right. And the, right, the, the weirdest part about this is the couple that we were staying with were lesbians. Oh, okay. you know, they're probably just happy that you're having fun as well, I guess. And the thing is, I got on really well with them, um, like, really well. And like, they were like, okay, yeah, you can stay over. And genuinely, before going to bed, I'm pretty sure they said the words, don't fuck on our sofa. <laughs> well, um, no one's... The thing is, no one's ever said that to me. So 
no matter the fact that they know that it might happen, they've never explicitly told me. So I've I've seen that as I've got carte blanche to do whatever I want to turn this carte blanche, if you will. And the thing is, like at this point, like we'd been there, like and everyone had been there, and everyone's just battered, like like properly fucked up, drunk. Um, and like, there's a couple of details I'm going to leave out the story just because. Like, I think I know the details. It's probably wise. Like, fair, the weird thing is, I used to say them in my stand-up, but when it was in my stand-up, then it seemed like a joke. Yeah, but it actually, was like it genuinely happened. Happen. But it did, and it was. Please, please share them. This is the place for it. <laughs> do you still uh, stay in contact with any of the people involved in this story? No. Oh, you're no. Right, then. Yeah, um, just I say genuinely. It. I right after this. Um, Kind of thing, like we ended up breaking up fairly soon afterwards, and we didn't speak. Like we we had to sit next to each other on the plane, and it was the most fucking awkward painting journey I've ever had. And I've never spoken to her since. Um, right, like I said, it's like having your dad in the room and having to explain something. Like I'm going to pretend that I'm not listening. So, have you ever given a girl a kiss on the downstairs? Ugh, don't say it like that. Right. Just say, just, 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 you know, saying, what, you know, I'm getting at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. That happened, and then like after Charlie, I don't want to know if you've done it. Oh God, I, was like, <laughs> I feel dirty. Was like, <laughs> Sorry, you know, Dad. You were the best of us. In the, heat, in the heat of the moment, obviously, like afterwards, like when you start moving on to more heavy things, like you go to kiss on the mouth, and she genuinely pushed my face away, and was like, "No, I know where you've been," and I was like, "Yes, with you. <laughs> like, if you don't trust me, why should I?" Yeah. Please like, tell me that before you let me go down there. Yeah, exactly. There. <laughs> and I just found it really kind of off-putting, but she was just kind of like, so adamant that I can't go near her, like within her space afterwards. I Can like, I ask, if it was the other way around, would you let her kiss you? I haven't a did. <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't asking me specifically, but just thought I'd put it out there. I got no problem with that. No, way, me neither. way I see it, my dick, it's probably great. <laughs> no, I know where that's been more than anyone. <laughs> I've never, I've have no issue with that at all. Yeah, and I, I just, I just find it not really weird. Like... And I'm like, no, 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 I want it. <laughs> and I just find it really weird. Um, so yeah, after that, like we started then getting getting a little bit heavier, um, and like she was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Like, come on. Let's let's ignore the one rule they said before they went to bed and let's fuck on this sofa. I was like, cool, let's do this. You know when they say romance is dead? I disagree. <laughs> Come on, is... let's do this. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> let's get it over Please with. Please don't push my <laughs> head <laughs> away this time. It's like, Come on, if we're going to do that, come on, chop chop. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, like, so I got prepared, you know, got the condom, used, uh, put the condom on and then um, <laughs> then Obviously, we, we started going, um, and because of my inebriated state, it didn't go very long, um, and it was over quite quickly, and genuinely, so that, was like, that bit, it was like, I'm like, oh, fine, that's that's done then, um, and then I, there was this sudden panic in my head of just, where do I dispose the condom? <laughs> Because I can't, right, so you can't flush, the water pressure's not good, you can't flush a condom down the toilet, what if it comes back up? Mm-hmm. Right, I can't just... Also, please don't ever flush condoms yeah, you should down, never the flush yeah, yeah, condoms yeah. down the toilet. I can't flush... Even it... if the water pressure is the best in the world, think about the guy <laughs> treading through the sewers having to clean out fucking... Right, so I can't just um, throw it in the bin, because 
It's a house full of lesbians. Where's the sperm come exactly. from? Exactly. And they would know what I've done. Yeah. And I was like, so I can't dog. throw it in the bin because I was like, if they open that kitchen bin before I begin the morning, there's just like a fucking cummy condom in the top. What the fuck am I going to do? Uh, can I tell you what I would have done in your situation? Yeah. I would have done that, thrown it in the thing, but then had a midnight feast and thrown all the wraps <laughs> and all the food in the bin as well to cover it up. <laughs> so we're on like the 26th floor here. Like, it's, a, it's a high building. Oh, no. I, see, so oh, no. I, I went Charlie, to the balcony. Like, what I, you're thinking is going to happen. I went to the balcony. Than you think. And I was like, okay, I'll throw this oh. in the balcony. And I went, I can't do that. I can't. It, there's something in myself that says, I can't. Okay. throw this out of the balcony because if somebody's walking down there the last thing I want is to you know hit somebody with like a yeah, collateral damage a bit balloon. of splashback from a <laughs> falling like, condom nobody wants that so I was like what can I do and then I was like okay the bathroom window I was like the bathroom window leads to the inside of the so the building it was really weird like the bathroom oh. window led to like an atrium in the middle and I was like I could put it on the ledge and then I'll just pick it up like before I go and I'll be fine. Yeah, just carry a car. I don't know why I thought that was the idea. What I did is I you're like, oh, excuse me, but you're all saying you're goodbye, so you're like, oh, sorry, I just need to grab something. I just from need the to toilet. go to the loo. Then and you go easier. in there and you're like, oh no, I still have nothing to do with this. You just have to carry no, it out in your pocket and I'll just get rid of it on the way. Because basically, I didn't want to sleep with it in my pocket in case it burst in my pocket. And like, like that was like the worst idea for me. Like, I was like, I'd rather them find it in the kitchen bin than have it burst in my pocket. <laughs> Um, so I put it on there, but I knocked it, and it fell off the off the um, bathroom windowsill, and it just went straight down the atrium. And literally, I heard it go as it hit the bottom, and I was like, "Okay, shouldn't hear that from twenty six floors, but it is late at night. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with this." And like, I was panicking. There's a heavy load of you here all the way up there. <laughs> I was panicking. So I was like... All the birds generate out of the trees <laughs> and they were just like... <laughs> there's tremors across the across the bottom here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, what the fuck do I do? And like, I, I can't just leave that down there. So I went... I was like, I made an excuse and I was like, oh, I'll be back in a bit. I just... Just gonna go uh, get some air or something. <laughs> I was like, I've got to go fucking. So I got the elevator down like twenty six floors. Got to the bottom, it was gone. <laughs> like it wasn't there. <laughs> and I was like, but this has just fallen. I heard it land. Where is it? Like no sign whatsoever. So the only thing I can assume is somebody stole my condom. <laughs> and somebody has of you. Somebody has my DNA somewhere. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure I remember calling you not, like the next day and being like Hold it was on, I need the next to... day I was in a train station when you did it and I was like I need to tell you all of this I need to tell you every single moment I kept having to turn the volume down on my phone because I was afraid people were hearing what you were telling me <laughs> I was like I need to tell you everything I was like because I don't know what to do about this situation and like, the thing is like, at that point it's gone like, the situation's gone Like the problem is I genuinely think ghost condom disappeared I think the guilt of the situation broke us up <laughs> like, did there's you no way you what happened from I, I don't know like the thing is I the, the couple that we were staying in the house I definitely knew something had happened the night before yeah because they questioned and I was like yeah it kind of happened I'm an honest boy um, but I couldn't tell them exactly what happened that there was a sperm stealer around <laughs> Whatever they think happened is better than what actually happened. Like, like the hand burglar of jizz was around. 
Oh. sack full of used condoms just like I've got them all is that the end of your story because if so that is the greatest segue I could ask for into Pretty the much, one yeah. question that we got yeah okay first of all that story was fucking incredible thank you so, like it's, it's a lot of preamble to get to a story but literally like it's it's weird to uh, weird to tell but I I hope you got some again an insight into the holiday repping lifestyle. I mean, it's a story I know very well, and I still love it every time I hear it. But I'm also disgusted by it every time I hear it. So I guess you know, those are the best of, kinds of stories. Though a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> so um, the one question that we got sent was from Dinosaur Man Nerdcast on Twitter, <laughs> who I'm assuming is just Alex doing this, or Andy mm-hmm. someone to himself. That's right, it was me. Yeah. So okay. this question is, in a fight between the Hamburglar and the Fry Guys, who would draw first blood? <laughs> is that genuinely the question? Yeah. That is genuinely the question. Hamburglar. Ham- See, I, I don't disagree. know who the Fry Guys are. Fry Guys are these guys. I like how you immediately had a picture. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask. You're like, I know that he will not know the they Fry like, Guys. They look like mops. They're essentially mop heads with legs. The Hamburglar wins, he's more rotund. Mm, yeah, and he's got a, he's got a sack full of questionable items. Here's the problem, mate. Fry guys, they spin around really quick. You get whipped by one of their tendrils. How many Ooh. fry guys are facing off against the hamburger? Two fry guys, blue and orange. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hamburger unarmed. Well, he's got a burger. He's got but, a sack. Yeah, he's got a sack full of burgers and, and he's got his Zorro mask. <laughs> Yeah. He's got his two items. Yeah, exactly. Burgers and cum. Yeah. Burgers and Andy's cum. <laughs> no, generic. Like, mine was just part of his part of his oh, ball right, from that okay. night. He's got a genitalous glob. He had, he had mine. He had Jose's. He's got burgers he had in it. Other generic Spanish names. Okay, so I would say that the tendrils of the fry guys would be ah, Oh no, you cut me. And then the hamburger, he's just there like, ah. Oh. No, they cut me. Ah, oh, I'm bleeding. Oh no, all this cum from my bag has got me cut. Because <laughs> it's no! not it's not who would win the fight, it's who would draw first blood. Exactly. And I, think and that... I feel, I'm with you, I feel the hamburger would underestimate his opponent the and they would get like, a cheap shot in. I don't think they bleed. No, I think So they... I think I know who draws first blood. Well, I think technically they bleed vegetable oil. <laughs> if you squeeze them, they'll probably, you know... The... It's like when you get one of those chips from McDonald's when they're fresh out the fryer. You're just like, oh, I think this one's taken on a little bit more than it can manage. And sure enough, it just sort of sprouts a little bit of liquid. Uh, you don't get that from a hamburger. I mean, I know that Hamburglar isn't a hamburger. I know about McDonald's man characters. I'm not a fucking idiot. Jesus, the way you looked at me then, I thought I, thought I was in for it. I'll talk to you about Mayor McCheese's election campaign if you want. <laughs> He ran, he ran a smear campaign against his opponents. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, to the I would to get say the, the smears. I would say, I would say the fry guys would win. Uh, would would draw first blood. I also think they would win. By the way, because he's not a big fan of fries. He just like the, the hamburgers. So uh, yeah, sorry. There Charlie. we have it. The question that has been on everyone's lips for years is finally answered. Well, it's been on my... The thing is, what I love about that is, you obviously wrote that question, but you wrote it in mind of you having a full four-time answer. <laughs> yeah. Like, me and Charlie are there like, we're just going to let you, we're just going to let you TED talk yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah, I knew what I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Fry Guys, because I think they're probably... I would say that the Fry Guys maybe are the most 
undervalued and underrepresented member of the McDonaldland family of characters. I didn't realise they were a member. Yeah, I mean, they are. And this is the thing, is that people like you are ruining McDonaldland <laughs> characters for everyone by not appreciating what you've got. I mean, who would have thought that you would not want Fry Guys as a character? I mean, it's a natural choice. The fries are a major component of why that place works, and the Fry Guys should be a major component of why McDonaldland works as a utopian future for us all. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, do you want to plug your podcast? Oh, I um, we're, we're from the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. We do movie news, movie reviews, and gaming news. The best gaming, goddamn gaming news you've ever had, and the worst movie news you've ever heard, <laughs> and semi-passable movie reviews, each with its own great rating. I'd take that. Like, I'd take that as a review of our review. Like, <laughs> semi-passable is. Just fine. If you like us talking nonsense and then sometimes talking about the actual thing that we plug the podcast as, which is about movies, um, give it a listen. It's Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, iTunes. Um, we're Dinosaur Man Nerdcast on Facebook and at Dinosaur Man 15 on Twitter. Um, yeah, this week... I know I'm not going to say this week because I just realised this is not recorded... I'm not going to peek behind that I curtain. Thought you, I thought you were going to do the outro to our podcast then. <laughs> I was really worried you were like, this week the theme tune was by... Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of got into it. This is why I don't plug our... Tr- like, like, you're bad at it, plugging our show. Yeah, but you're but weirdly worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> I often don't plug our show and it's still more of a plug than what you do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's an alright it's an all right show. We have fun. Yeah, I mean... Shame the audience doesn't. <laughs> I have fun. Good, thank Us you, Charlie. And Charlie have fun. Yeah, no one else needs to. We're no. the only people that matter. We only make the podcast for you. If you weren't listening, we we just stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is the thing: is that this podcast is always my favourite one to guest on. Oh, thank you. Mainly because <laughs> you are so gleeful to hear the disgusting stories of what we've got up to. Yeah. Or, you know, the shameful moments of our life. And I like the fact that someone else can revel in the shit that I go through. <laughs> like, it took is... me, like, six years to get over the stuff that I talk about on the podcast. You're hearing it for the first time and you're loving it. That's what, <laughs> that's what makes this podcast. Special. I feel like we've, everyone has got stuff that they're just like, fuck's sake. Yeah, no, what is wrong like, with me? There's definitely and, stuff that also I'm worried that even if my mom does live and listen to this podcast at any point, but I still don't want her to know. So I'm like, there's stories and ones that don't even come on this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep bringing you back until you have to use those ones. <laughs> I guess well, we, we still have had your stories, Charlie. That's what that's what our next one should be. Yeah, we oh, need one Charlie of yours. Stories. I'll get you. I do those every like ten episodes, so I'll, I'll get you both back on one of those and yeah, I'll we'll, tell you a story. Oh, we'll, oh, I love it because because we just use this innocent little boy. Yeah, no, I've got some shit. I was really that. upset when <laughs> I found out that you had sex. This is it's like your child has just disappeared right in front of you. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Yeah, I'll um, bring you up that way. <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed the show. Uh, you could give it a rating on iTunes, that would be pretty good. Or tell a friend. Thank you to Carlisle Laurent for all the themes that you've done. You're a bloody legend and we love you. Uh, if you liked the show and want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Why Did I Pod. And if you want to send me an email, you can at Why Did I Pod at gmail.com. And we'll be back next time with a mystery guest. Because I haven't booked anyone in yet. I just oh need God. to do that. 
yeah, thank you guys for coming on again. That was real it's, good. It's been a pleasure. It's thank been, you. Bye. It's been lovely to have you. Bye. Love you.